I walk this road with you. You walk this road with me. Doesn't matter where we're bound. It's all the same. One life rises, one life sets. We all walk this road. I share this land with you. You share this land with me. Doesn't matter where we're from. It's all the same. One earth rises, one earth sets. We all share this land. Oh, I believe. Out there, all roads meet. Oh, I depend on you, and you depend on. It doesn't matter what we have; it's all the same. One piece rises, one piece sets. It all depends. Oh. Rises, one piece sets. It all depends. One earth rises, one earth sets. We all share this land. One life rises, one life sets. We all walk this road. And it abounds in wonder if you can see it. Thank you. Let our hearts and minds and spirits be present to the eternal mystery in which we live and move and have our being. As we welcome reveling in the perpetually creative spirit the hammock a clump of trees and scrub silhouetted against the horizon across the maze of waterways and grass walls that make a salt marsh 
seemed solar-scraped barren, except for the bugs and birds. The scorching summer sun stifles any ambition other than that distant bit of shade. At last, the bow of the boat crunches against a sandy shore banded by the thick black bio licking at a sugar-white beach, leaving seafoam streaks along a line of tidal treasures, fishing corks, beer bottles, a shell spent in the winter on an innocent duck who also sought safety here. Stunted oaks, palmettos, a pine surrounded by sawgrass, barely above rustling reeds, where an alligator watches purple-backed grackles preening on a half-seen skiff. A grassy mound in the middle, an orchid under moss-filtered light, just a little more lonely than love. Would you please stand in body or spirit and say the unison affirmation with me as you're comfortable? You'll find it in your orders of service if you aren't familiar with it yet. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge and freedom, to serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the sacred. Thus do we covenant with one another.
Good morning. I'm Byron Gates, Jr. I have a few pieces of prose I'd like to read. First one's entitled, Truths. There are some truths that should be kept secret and not divulged to those who don't deserve access to your soul. Deep truths, private truths, ones that shouldn't be shared with those who make judgments on the sound of your words and not on the weight of their content. People who interpret kindness as suspicion. Politeness for excuses, respect for skepticism. I have learned a powerful lesson that some people will exploit you just out of their own curiosity. I have learned a powerful lesson that some people will exploit you for your honesty as a weakness, to deliver whatever explanation they need to judge you. I say be wary of such passing liaisons. Second one is crest. There comes a time in life, excuse me, there comes a time when life seems to just crest, as though there's an alignment of all the planets, when all good and all evil just cancel out. No excellence, no wickedness, no positive, no negative, no progress, no movement, no happiness, no sadness, just calmness and anxiety. Neither looks okay. Both appear fine. Crest, that medium place, an even point, the fine line, when life is as worthless as death, when there is no difference between going on and going off.
on a lighter venue. This is uh, entitled, I Love Art. I envy a great artist wishing that I could create as they do. From just an idea about some form of reality, and to some it is art, and to others poorly thought. Inspiring me to realize that only the artist has to believe her art is art for it to be so. And the last one is entitled, No Need. I only pray that someday we will have no need for prayer. Thank you. My first statement deals with the reaction I had to this edifice the first time I walked into it. This was over a year before I had become a member, but I knew I would. The architect of this building left everyone here a spiritual message, and it's from the clear story that every spiritual trip has to be transparent so there are no blocks of anything that's discovered, no dogma, nothing hidden. You can't demand what or where or how or when it will happen. And every time you are in front of this window, you can see this transparent path going back into nature. The minute you're in front of an opaque definition, you can't. So walk every one of your paths, keep them transparent. This is a universal birthday gift, prayer. And on this day of six times ten, as you look both up and down this road, as you reach into your timeless self to dance, to sing, to see sunsets and morning light, to laugh, to cry, as intermoving wayward circles grow, as merry-go-round horses now soar in spinning flight, too fast, too slow, as now there will be no end to be precise, as this is not a goal we set, as to when or where the new trails flow. As you now sit your saddle tall wherever it goes, as one not knowing when or what will show, as a welcome all, for now whatever will be, as this aluminum fills us with a place to see, to dance, to sing, to know, to love. Live to be in every moment as you become now filled to know yourself with spirit and always be there. Then as a ever-flowing stream, never-ending, of crystal clear shimmering waves of water reflecting your new spirit. May you be in your space where one can read these words that come to me in flying bundles of energy 
from the universe that you within your own individual visual perceptual lens as ego place a name on. Though we just be the stream bed reflected from this boundless, moving, flowing, multifaceted surface with unlimited, defined directions as self. Life is a journey so as not to arrive at the grave safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to slide in sideways, totally one out, shelling. Holy Moses, what a ride. Thank you. The spirit of life fills this place. Sharing this occasion for a brief time, we form community. Building community that lasts is an art, just like the expressions that you'll enjoy during this service and hopefully down in the social hall after the service. And as is often the case with art, community thrives most fully and easily with sponsorship. It is by your gifts that Shreveport continues to have and benefit from a liberal religious presence that can allow creative expression and acknowledgement of the spirit of life in each of us. In our gratitude and generosity, by our gratitude and generosity, we are blessed with renewal. day rise up and look around you and you will see who you are on a clear day how it will astound you That the glow within you outshines every star. You become part of every mountain, sea, and shore, and you will hear the boundless voice this world has ever heard before but on that clear day on that clear day you will see forever and ever ever
Chaldean, I Canaanite, not accustomed to his people's ways, his one God. Mine were many, especially she whose face mirrored my own. We were married in his homeland, but his hunger for wealth and mine for adventure took us to Egypt, where I had noble kin in Pharaoh's house. They wished to present me to Pharaoh or his court as a wife, not knowing I was already wed. Abram feared they would kill him, an inconvenient husband, and so entreated me to present ourselves as sister and brother. I agreed. Pharaoh did look upon us with favor, and we did prosper, Sister Sarai and Brother Abram, we were found out at last and forced to leave Egypt, though much enriched in goods and cattle and servants. You have heard that I was barren. I was not barren. In the land of Egypt, I conceived more than once, but could not bear a child into that masquerade. The Egyptians are ancient and clever. I learned their women's ways and conceived no more. I did not tell Abram. He and his God would not have understood. This was between my goddess and me. No, it was not that I was barren. 
It was that after so many years living as brother and sister, I found it hard to open to this man. And when I did, there was the dream. It came again and again. I saw my son, his father's knife raised against him. The dream had the feel of foreknowing. I could not bear the sight. I would not bear a son to such a fate. After the dream, my womb would not open. So it was not that I was barren, nor that Abram planted no seed. For a herdsman, he sowed rather widely. But he put little stock in children for their own sake, only in sons by wives, and he had none. Still, I loved Abram. I felt he would rest easier in his nation-making if he had a recognized son. I thought to suggest he beget a son with Hagar, the Egyptian woman who had been my confidant and comfort in Pharaoh's house and who had come with us into this land. She had always looked kindly upon Abram, and I knew she would agree if I did. And we were so close, it would feel like my son, yet not tempt the vision of my dream. She and I did not count upon her changed relations with him, changing our relations with one another. But they did. I did not treat Hagar well, nor her son Ishmael, and for that I am ashamed. The years came that the moon tides no longer stirred my womb, and I ceased, ceased to concern myself with conceiving or not conceiving. What a freedom. Then Abram's troublesome God played a trick on me. Not content with having changed our names to Abraham and Sarah, a name I never felt was my true name, he sent an angel to tell Abraham that God would make Sarah bear a child. I laughed. I was not invited to this conference, mind you. But I did overhear it and laughed. His God does not appreciate a laughing woman. <laughs> so by his God's miracle or my goddess's joke, my womb did open at my advanced age, and I could not bear to not bear this little one. And then, one day, at his advanced age, Abram had himself circumcised, and his son Ishmael, who was 13, and all his men, and he declared this act as a covenant with his God to be carried out with every son of his nation. I was then great with our child, and though I found this new custom strange, I rejoiced, thinking, this, this is the dream. This is the sacrifice. Abram won't kill our son. He will take the knife to him, but he won't kill him. <coughs> ah, but you know the story. He did lift the knife to our son Isaac. He was ready to kill him, to sacrifice him at the behest of his God, to make of our boy a burnt offering. Isaac carried 
the cordwood up that mountain, trusting, so trusting, not knowing it was for his own funeral pyre. Well, angels do appear at the strangest times, don't they? And angels do speak with the strangest voices, don't they? And he did listen. Abram did lift the knife to my son, but the angel told him to stop. And he took the ram instead. No, he didn't kill Isaac, but he killed something in Isaac. And he killed whatever was left between us. We have dwelt apart the many years since that day. Now they have gone to call him to me. Death will come before he does. I leave the world of Abram and his God and their strange times. May she who is birth and death and rebirth return me to better times. Kids up there, these are some of the first songs I ever learned when I was in school, and they were written by a guy.
all these great opening acts. I don't know if I can live up to it. I have a couple of small ones. This is called Dirt. Bred to the certainty of skyscrapers, she finds gravity perilous. Low earth haunted by slugs and tomato worms seems traitorous. Her 20-year-old self would mock her 60-year-old self, gasp in horror at the mud-streaked pants. Face it, sweetie, her old self would say, holding out her grimy hands. This is what it comes to. (laughs) And this is called Crocus. As I love you, I will thread myself around you, vining our hearts. I am no less yours in death, sweet flower of my bed. You spring up where I step in the cool places of my rest. Fair fellow, color the ground, make this my delectable garden, where even bees light, pollen-crusted, heavy with you. And Rick, I thought of a chicken poem, but it's not mine, it's my daughter. She sent this to me on my birthday. Cluck, 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 cluck. The chickens sing your praises. Thank you. You stick out your little hand at every woman, kid, and man, and you wave it up and down. How'd you lose? How'd you do? And you wave it up and down. How'd you do? How'd you heed you? How'd you hold you? How'd you doodle to doodle to do you? How'd you heed you? How'd you hold you? How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you heed you? How'd you hold you? How'd you do? I've sung this song and I'll sing it again Of the places I've lived on the wild windy plain In the month called April and the county called Gray And here's what all of the people there say Saying so long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you so long it's been good to know you this dusty old dust is a getting my home and I gotta be drifting along a dust storm hit and it hit like thunder it dusted us over and it dusted us under blocked out the traffic and blocked out the sun straight for home all the people did run singing so long 
It's been good to know you so long. It's been good to know you so long. It's been good to know you. This dusty old dust is getting my home. And I've got to be drifting along. Lots of folks back east, they say, leaving home every day. Beating hot old dusty way to the California line. Across the desert sands they roll, getting out of that old dust bowl. They think they're going to a sugar bowl, but here is what they find. Now the police at the port of entry say, Your number 14,004 today, oh, if you ain't got the do-re-mi, boys, if you ain't got that do-re-mi, why, you better go back to beautiful Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Tennessee. California is a garden of Eden. Leave it a, a paradise to live in or see. But believe it or not, you won't find it so hot if you ain't got that do re me. It's a mighty hard road that my poor hands has hold. My poor feet has traveled that hot, dusty road. Out of your dust bowl and westward we rolled. And your desert was hot and your mountains was cold. I worked in your orchards of peaches and prunes. I slept on the ground in the light of the moon. On the edge of your cities, you'll see us and then we come with the dust and we're gone with the wind. California, Arizona, I harvest your crops. Then it's up north to Oregon to gather your hops. Dig the beets from your ground, cut the grapes from your vine. To set on your table a sparkling wine. This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. As I went a-walkin' that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that golden valley fall below me that golden valley this land was made for you and me in the shadow of the steeple 
I saw my people by the relief office. I seen my people as they stood there hungry. I stood there asking, is this land made for you and me? Is this land made for you and me? As we prepare to leave this shared experience, may we each find within us a heightened sense of delight for the mystery in which we and these performers live and move and have our being. May each of us discover more light in our own lives and a new song in our own hearts. May we be renewed for the work of creating that is our own to do so that we may serve the ways of truth and justice and compassion going forward in love with an art for living.